Good morning. Welcome to Cultural Coffee Time Talks. I have a hammer in my hand. Don't worry, it's only wooden because I'm about to smash the bloody coffee machine, which I still can't get to work. I'm going to have to resort to the kettle again. Sorry, listeners. Right, just put the kettle on. Today, we are looking at The Blue Nude by Henri Matisse of 1907. Now, it's not a very famous painting, but it's a very fascinating one. It's subtitled Souvenir de Bisque. Uh, come in, Mum, that's the doorbell. Is, uh, Jamie, you don't normally hey. ring. No, 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 no. Hey. I'm really, I'm excited about today because we decided to do the Matisse, didn't we? Yes. Right, we need We're to just do the, telling the listeners at? that it's the Blue Nude, yep. subtitled Souvenir de Bisque, which is a city in Algiers, Algiers, Algeria, sorry. Uh, the painting is in the Baltimore Museum of Art. Yeah, I know that because it's yes, but they is... don't know it, do they? Yeah, but it's, it, it, I know they don't know it, but I'll tell you why. It's quite hard to find it. They probably can't hear you from there, and you're smoking a fag. Could you finish that? Go out. No, I'm, Come back do, when you finish your fag. The, we did the size thing. The size. Make sure you do the size thing. Oh yeah, the size 92 centimeters high by 140 centimetres wide, which puts it over a metre wide, which puts it in our large category. Uh, So we have three categories, small, medium and large. Medium is under a metre and small, we haven't actually defined yet, but we'll do that another time. Now this painting is quite shocking. Uh, It's very brutal. Uh, And though it features Uh, a young lady reclining in a pastoral background, which you'd expect to be um, (coughs) sensual and romantic. In fact, what you're looking at is something almost horrific. I know. It's a nude with a man's arm. Very masculine arms. And look at the feet. They're so long. Well, it's a distortion somehow. But I, I, I do like a Matisse, though, don't you? A bit about his life is he was involved in quite a few of the what you would call a movement, which is not something you do when you eat lots of prunes. Oh, right. He like, was... I mean, an arts movement. You're thinking of the fauves. I am. I, uh, and and I, oh, oh, I've got to think now. Um, fauve, fauve. Isn't it French for like animal or something? Wild beast. Wild beast. Mm. And do you know why they were called the wild beasts? I do a bit because I like a little bit of Matisse, and and I think it was because they were a bit, they were out bit outside of the society thing, so they set up their own little exhibitions. Well, they did, yeah. But this, you remember this? Vicious with colour. This is avant-garde France, and there's loads of little groups. Avant-garde. Oh God! Sorry, explain it. Not all the listeners are as clever as you. Avant-garde. I thought that was something was a military term. Well, I think it is originally, yes. Oh, that's Vanguard. Oh. Yeah, before, go on, go on. before the main, in advance of the times, before the main, the mass, So ahead of the times. When they're a little bit content and getting fat and lazy and then something avant-garde happens and accelerates it. Is that... Kind of. Cutting kind edge. Of? Cutting edge is a good... Like um, carbon fibre in sailing boats. 
Yeah, okay. yeah okay. we'll stick with that very rudimentary analogy. Well, I, I think that's quite good. Maybe you could let us know, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've got to get a wee in this episode. It's been a long time since a wee. What, you wee or me? No, you wee. Oh, right. I don't wee. Yeah, but that can be... <laughs> I still the... have my pelvic floor, darling. That can be the whole purpose of the episode, is can you get me to wee? Yeah, but I would like to get back to the old Matisse. Would you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, no, fourth, wild beast, yeah, avant-garde, um, pushing the boundaries, but a lot of art groups were at the time. This is a time of modernism where loads of groups are splintering off from the academy, the official art. Okay. So you've got the Impressionists, the Post-Impressionists, yes. the Neo-Impressionists, the Pointillists. No, they weren't, they weren't German, were they? <laughs> were they Neo-Nazi Impressionists? <laughs> oh, that would be a new form of art. So um, that is not, like, unique in itself, that it is so pushing the boundaries. Yeah, but structurally it's quite clever, because if you zoom in, look at the derriere... It's very angular. Yeah, but it, it also almost identically responds. Jamie's looking at the with image the, on I'm, his I'm, smartphone. By the way, please get in the habit with these podcasts. Get an image up on your phone. And, and then, we, you know, when we're talking about detail, you Zoom can scroll in. in. So what Jamie's saying, are you saying that the, the hip is echoed by the palm exactly, front? Exactly, which so, I think is quite important. Yeah, the palm frond in the background is like a bridge, isn't it? A nice semicircular, a bridge. The reason I mention bridge, if you're giving me a sec, yeah. um, because a bridge becomes a symbol of all these modern movements. It's a bridge from the old world. Oh, the lute! <laughs> We're losing a string! We are! This is the movement in art that's changing... People's perception well, not, of art. Not this particular painting, but, no, but others the, the general like this. era. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the bridge is linking the uh, the past with a new world. Do you think he actually thought that? Yes, I do. Okay. It's so central, and you picked up on it straight away. The echoing of the hip with the bridge and the water. There's a lot of blue here. Oh, wait a minute! I found my badge. That's got to be worth a star, isn't it? Yeah, I've that too. Okay. Um, and no, if you come around here, you can see how much blue there is. It's almost it's like she's lying in a river. Yes, I agree. And yeah, that is deliberate. He's re- giving the idea of the, the bridge and the river. It's your imagination can run free into that. But the palms, um, I think, are an, a, uh, a Muslim um, patternistic convention. Because he was down He in went Algeria. to Algeria yeah. and Bisk, the sub title of he this. He did get this around, one. didn't he? He travelled a lot. Mm. He travelled a lot uh, uh, with André Durand, his fellow Fauvist leader. Oh, they had a good time down the, um, in the French coast for a year, didn't they, I think? Yeah, on the Mediterranean mm. coast. And, and they really got the faux thing kicking on, didn't they? Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, and in, in, in terms of the time scale, what, you know, you know, I like that, well, that's that word I used, oh, chronological. Oh, uh, yeah. where, where, where are we fitting in? Let's say we've got, I don't know, fit, fit it in somewhere. Okay, so we've got the Impressionists in the 1870s, and they're very radical, and they break from the old academic tradition with their bright colours and the directly observed nature. But but still today, you'd probably say that was fairly conventional art in the modern era now, wouldn't you? And we're getting nearer, we're even breaking up, yeah, but at the time it was revolutionary. It was. But even now you can see there's a definite shifting gear, if you like. What was the word you used earlier for a... um, you know, cutting an evolution, edge. not cutting edge. Avant-garde. Avant-garde here. Yes. I'm beginning to understand the word. Yeah, and but it's used um, particularly for this era, before the First World War. 
There Ooh. was a flourishing of really modern art that broke uh, and broke with so many of the conventions it caused a controversy. This work, when it was shown mm -hmm. at the Salon mm -hmm. de, de Société des Artistes Indépendants... Which noticed, is not a pizza bar, that's a five-star restaurant. Did you notice my brilliant French accent? I know, it's very good. Uh, caused a huge outrage, and you um, can see why. Was it any why. good? We have listeners in France. Oh, good, good. <laughs> bon, c'est bon, c'est très bien. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, so you can see why it caused an outrage. In the past, this nude, the reclining nude, as if this is going back to the Renaissance as an art yep. convention. So it's saying stuff the complete realism. Is that the word? No, no. No, naturalism? Yes. That, that was the word we used, mm. wasn't it? Because realism you don't like because it could be the realist. Yep, I remember now. So yeah. it, it's giving a big old two fingers at the realist type thing. Naturalist. Naturalist type thing, yeah. yeah. And um, it's also two fingers up to idealism. Now, if you think... Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's go a little, little bit on the idealism. Just want to get my head around that one. Okay, for centuries, a subject, particularly a nude, would be idealised. would be beautiful curves, marble white flesh, mm -hmm. fantastic smooth skin. The opposite to this, um, it would be delectable, it would be set in a paradise. Oh, yep. And um, the Renaissance artist... And this is just basically this is like a rough pretty woman you don't know if it's a woman it could so when i say pretty i don't mean pretty in that sense it's the, the opposite the painting Ugly. is attractive but the actual figure is yeah. pretty horrific it reminds me of my um my wedding night it's probably what i look like <laughs> Did I, do, you have I, I do have moobs i have moobs <laughs> too much beer you see moobs <laughs> but maybe not as big as that now the interesting thing is that Matisse also did a lot of sculpture, and mm -hmm. he was working on a sculpture in this style, a mm -hmm. reclining nude, which broke accidentally while he was making it. But he was pissed off with that, wasn't he? Yeah, I should think he was pretty One angry. One too many whacks with the old chisel. <laughs> yes. Mm. Uh, the whole head fell off. <laughs> but to redeem what he'd all the work he'd put in... He didn't break his toes, did he? No, I don't the head so. fell off, because <laughs> that would have been really good. Yeah, that would have tied in with our first episode. Yeah, a long time ago we now. We like connections. <laughs> I like back hooking. No, but what he did was he, he took the sculpture because he wanted to redeem it in some way and he used it as the model for this, so he actually painted the sculpture. So this has got a very strong sculptural feel. Do, do we know anything about the alien or figure that is before us? Did you say alien? Yeah, well, I don't know, that's, that's male, actually, female. No, that is interesting you use that word. You get a gold star for that. Another one? Yeah. I've got more stars than you now, love. <laughs> and I haven't even picked up my red pokey stick yet, so well mm, done, Jamie. No, two metres! <laughs> <laughs> now, um, going back to this um, term alien, one of the reasons this caused such a controversy was not because it was brutalised and primitivised, mm. but because... No one could identify yeah. the sitter. They yeah. couldn't identify the gender. They couldn't identify the racial type. They were confused. Um, people were used to racial knowing... Racial type? They were into that sort of thing, were they? Well, yeah, because this is an Arabic, strong oh, Arabic wait influence. wait a minute. Didn't he get on a bit with Gauguin as well? He admired Gauguin. He bought Gauguin's No, no, he used to do similar type images sometimes. Yeah, with a flat surface and strong, wild colours. But Gauguin in terms of time, was before him, so he admired him rather than knew him, yeah? I don't think they hang out I don't together. think they met, no. They might have done, but I don't, but they did Gauguin didn't. was an earlier, slightly earlier period, or not? Uh, 
yeah, I think he was born. So Matisse was born in 1869. Yeah, I, I don't want to I don't want to state my life on it because I don't know when Gauguin was born. But he was definitely an influence, and I think he was. Yeah, he was a bit, a bit earlier. older. The generation before, if you like. No, no, not that, not that much not older. That much. Okay. But they did have something in common mm. in that they. They both actually came out of quite an affluent bourgeois background because, as we know, Gauguin married a, a wealthy Danish woman and he was a stockbroker. Nothing like a bit of effluent. <laughs> Sorry, affluent. Affluency. And Matisse was born in the north of France from a, fam a wealthy family who mm -hmm. uh, traded in something or other but made lots of Another money. Another merchant. Nouveau riche. And, and Matisse started off training as a lawyer, which pleased his father. I recall this, yes. Mm. Yeah. And now, uh, quite a few artists trained as a lawyer, like Wathasili, Kandinsky, etc. Like go... our brother. Yes. Yeah. And why? Well, he's not artistic. He is. He does lovely watercolours. Oh, he does. We haven't done to. for a while. But it's to please the father, usually, because that is a good, honest profession. Sounds like our brother. By the way, I'm a half-brother. <laughs> <laughs> be careful what you say. You might insult Alex, who might be listening. Mm, or the other sister. I know. So it's a good, good, upright occupation where you can earn a decent amount of money and you're a respectable member of society. For doing a very little amount of work. <laughs> Sorry, it's Alex. Efficient. It's efficient. Now... When he had an operation for appendicitis, which involved the removal of the offending organ, he, he started really? to paint. Yes. Hey. He start, and he realised, once he started to paint, when he was recovering... Now, again, that is not out of the normal. If you think of Frida Kahlo, she, she was training as a doctor and she learnt to paint while she was in bed. But I, I, I thought what? there was a bit... Stitches. Why, why, I don't, I just vague little memory in the back of my mind... When his appendix was removed, didn't he want to paint it? Is that right? Oh no, that was a joke. That was a joke? Yes. Who said that joke? Me, I did it so convincingly, you thought it was I true. thought that was a real thing, because that would have been brilliant, because that would have been like Van Gogh, wouldn't it? He could Painting take his, his appendix. organs. Mm, no, taking an appendix to his loved one, oh, yes. rather than an ear. Yeah. Now women, please, or ladies, please vote. Would you prefer an appendix or an ear? <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure you don't want either. <laughs> Personally speaking, I'd go for the ear because it's a nice sort of shell shape, whereas the appendix, once it's removed, it's a little blobby mess of, mess of blood. Yeah, it might fry up okay with garlic. Yeah, well, you do get women who eat their afterbirth, don't they? All right, we need to get back to the painting. <laughs> I feel very uncomfortable. Yes, so do I. You're going to leak with your pelvic floor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Talking of leaking, his father was very peed off about this. His respectable oh, son... Oh! <laughs> there was a drum roll there. <laughs> his respectable son deciding to become an artist, which is a very disrespectable... Oh, is that a word? slapped, yeah. Profession. It oh. was, wasn't seen even as a profession. It was seen as... He's being rebellious, Worse really. and the worse. He'd had enough. No, it wasn't that. It was that once he started painting, he felt he was in a sort of paradise. It made it calmed him down. It worked for it him. It made him happy. So it, it linked with him. Yes. It, it's like if you're very lucky in life and you find something you like to do and you can make money at it, well, why not give it a go? And it seems like, well, actually, you know, we quite often bring up, was he commercially successful before he died or...? Yes, he was very... Um, Soon after this painting, in the 20s actually, um, the tide turned a bit and the avant-garde was out of fashion and there was okay, a new yeah, sort yeah. of classicism yeah, came in yeah. and he was involved in that and so was Picasso and he got very, very wealthy and he retired to the south coast of France. Yes, yes, um, I know it. it it's um, near Nice, um, the, 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 the wife's 
My wonderful he wife sat. My parents in... have a place very near where he retired. He stayed I think in a hotel. Cagnes Simier, Simier? Simier? overlooking Nice. I don't know how you say it. Oh yeah, C I M I E Z. It's that end of the bay towards Antibes, I think. Right. Anyway, so that's because he loved the south of France. He loved the strong, the saturated, strong colours, the light, and the absinthe. As so many are. Yeah. Well, no, no, actually. No, I don't think he did. I think he was—he was always very. Even though he was an avant-garde artist, his habits were very respectable and very bourgeois. Oh, bourgeois! And he went around. If you see photos of him, he looks mm -hmm, very conservative, mm -hmm. like a businessman, mm, like and, an MP. Yes, like an MP. Ooh. And he—he he kept routine. No, unless it's Boris. <laughs> Boris looks like an artist, and he's our That's prime true, minister, actually. which is remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, that is they, true. maybe they were separated at birth. Maybe they're related. What? Matisse well, and he's Boris. like the opposite to Boris, isn't he? He was a conservative-looking chap, and mm. he was an artiste. Yeah, he was radical inside. Boris, he's a prime minister. I think we ought to be careful what we say here, Jamie. I think we should go back to. Oh, the I art. still love Boris, though. Do you? Yeah. Anyone that can go on a wiring it stuck halfway down—that's good with me. And, and he's got, and he's got a very good haircut too. Mm. Now, when we're has talking he? about, um, well, he hasn't got a haircut. That's why I like it. Well, it's I natural. can see the reason I bring Boris up. I can see Boris's thigh. Oh God! <laughs> I've never been that intimate with him. Oh, thank God! No, you're one of the few. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm getting. Actually, my, no, that's not mad. That's I'm getting, getting my political. pointy. I'm getting my pointy hand out. All right, all right. And um, I'm pointing to this. So it, painting for Matisse made him feel like he was in a kind of paradise. And see the, those lovely, uh, intense greens and pinks in the background. And, Probably if I and wasn't colourblind, but I can oh, see yes, the tonal we effect. forget that. And the colours I can see, my initial reaction, you know, if you just quickly glance at it, you could potentially believe there might be fireworks coming out of her arse. Oh, right. But luckily, Grandma pointed out She's... I was wrong, didn't you, Grandma? Look at her expression. She looked. No, Grandma thought there were fireworks too for a little bit. Um, the dogs escaped. Oh God! Mum, can you go and get the dog? No, I'll get the dog. No, we've only got ten minutes left. We've got to keep looking at the well, painting. Come here, puppy. Um. So this this is reminiscent of. H is pretty nimble for an eighty-four year old. Right? Can you shut up? All right. Um, this is reminiscent of the arboresques in Islamic art where pattern is very important. Yeah? Yeah, because of the Algeria link. And uh, can you see, I know you can't see exactly the, the colours exactly, but it gives this sense of a paradise uh, as a contrast to the brutalness of the figure. Yeah, the, the lines aren't as curvaceous as they could be, are they? Yeah. They're a bit more aggressive. Oh, right. Well, I feel very irresponsible. The dog what was happened worried to the dog, around Grandma? in the road. Mm. Yeah, she hasn't got run over, so that's all right. Well, you, this podcast could have been, you know... I'll, made, be, I'll get reported could to have the been RSPCA. The dead of a dog. I could get reported to the RSPCA. Oh, she's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look. And she's but all of her legs. <laughs> We're all good. Let's carry okay. on. So, for Matisse, this sense of the comforting in his works... And the lovely rich colours and the pattern. People like mm -hmm, Matisse. Mm -hmm. It makes them uplifted. They feel a sense of joy and relaxation. Do, well, what, uh, just going from my crazy point of view, um, there is he, he hasn't. He, he's almost like reversing colour perspective. Yes, you're, the blues in the foreground. Yeah, and it, it kind of draws the painting in the reverse way you think it should. But it, so strangely, right. strangely. Mm. It still works. Mm. 
Now, I don't know if he's done that well, by luck or whether he's thought about of that. dissonance. It's all deliberate. All yeah, but it shouldn't, though, should it? But it does. Yeah, well, no, he, don't, he wants that. He wants that sense of dissonance. Contrast he wants, is a good word. But it's not contrast. It's, if it's the it's, reverse, it, what it should be. Why should the blue be in the Well, because the blue, the blue should feel cooler and go back. Yeah, oh, I see what you mean. And and mm. the red should come forward, so it, it, it's slightly menacing the way the picture... Menacing? Oh, God, that's a good word. You get a, you get a star for oh, that. Oh, my God, i got more stars than Hitler! <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah. I know, Colin Powell or someone. But what I want to say is yeah, that you've got the paradisal feel, and then it sits... Paradisal feel, And yeah. it sits with this more brutal menacing feel. Yeah. And it does create a discordance. And this is not usual for Matisse. When he gets wealthy and successful in the 1920s, the work is just far more comfortable. It hasn't got that sense of menace like this has. Okay. And I want you to ask me why it's got a sense of menace. Where does that come from, please? <laughs> what, really how, how I look at it or how you want me to ask a specific question? Why do you think Because the way I wants... look at it, it feels menacing, is because he's used the colour perspective so well you could almost feel that the painting is slightly rolled because the, the background comes forward a lot more. But if you're asking me why um, he wants to make it menacing, mm. I've got no idea. OK, well, it uh, largely goes to um, back to the primitive. I mentioned the term primitivism. Okay, and yeah, we've yeah, mentioned yeah, yeah. that with Picasso. Well, he um, loved the African stuff, didn't he? Yeah. Just basic carving. I mean, so they are beautiful. It's going I before the period where naturalism prevailed. It's going back to primitive ancient well, cultures where they weren't bothered about that. Simplifying something and making it beautiful or well designed is one of the hardest things to do, in my opinion. Yeah. If you can make something simple. Yes. Um, that it's is a effective. great art it, 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 well, to make it, it is simple. Bloody hard, mm -hmm. and you can put that in anything. That can be anything you design and work with, or the coffee machine over there. It's obviously Bloody not quite thing. simple enough. <laughs> yeah, no, you're well, right. To mind you, can you take the hammer out of the top of it? <laughs> I mean, it's not going to work now, is it? <laughs> You've got to take that one back. I mean, it looks like a dead stormtrooper. <laughs> Now you've got two coffee machines to Jesus. take back, Jamie. Anyone that, want to buy a cheap coffee machine? That doesn't work. That, shut up, I'm trying to sell it. Oh, sorry. Oh, right, back. look at the head. Can you Is see it... the head and the um, neck look like they're separate from the body? They look like they're just literally stuffed on, shoved on. They don't look, there's no continuity I, I between. i tell you what, I really see at that. I mean, I know it's got titties. But that bit you've zoomed in on, and she zoomed in on probably like the top half, like the chest half on the painting. Mm. Yeah, that looks incredibly masculine. Yes, yeah, like a young but boy. Yes. Yeah, but the breasts have been. It. it well, what it's like. Oh, this is a little bit strange now. I'm beginning to go off it. Now, what it's like is Michelangelo's figures. Yes, you can see it on the belly. They tried used... to make the belly slightly rounded like that era as well. Yeah, he used male, the male physique, as his basis for all those female nudes. So they looked male, uh, but they were. But he just sort of he just gave a gesture that they were female. He stuck the breasts on. They always look a bit awkward and artificial. Was he? It's the same sort of thing. I think he's delib Matisse is deliberately harking back. Right, because Michelangelo's the greatest sculptor that ever lived, according to a lot of people. Matisse is into sculpture, and Matisse is deliberately emulating and that Prince, idea. He was very multi... Yeah, he could... He did make... He did I'm a lot beginning of to wonder... A, a crazy little theory here. Maybe... Um, you know, the, the other thing we talk about 
with the arts quite often in our podcast has been where, how prolific the artist was. But not, not, not just on their arts. Mm. We've frequently talked how prolific they were on the children front. And I suspect Matisse maybe didn't have many children. And, and maybe he was always a bit of a loner. No, I don't and think maybe that's he true. was so conservative. You're speculating. He didn't want to, I am. This is what history art people do. <laughs> I am surmising right now, and this could be completely wrong, and this is one of my crazy theories that maybe Matisse was brought up in such a uh, you know conservative environment, and he was a unfortunate homosexual that wouldn't come out within society. And a he's homosexual, oppressing, did you say? And I'm pre- he's oppressing oh, his, his needs. And that's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. Right. Yeah, they're normally really crap, my theories. Yeah. But I like putting they're them in. They're usually wrong nine times out of ten. I think oh, that's. Well, well this is Look, our tenth podcast, t- and all the other nine have been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe this is the one that's right. <laughs> it's not a very good You said advert. nine out of tens are wrong. <laughs> this is the tenth. <laughs> I'm in with a shot. That's Go not on. a very good advert for our podcast. No, but he, he had a lot of affairs with his models. For instance, he did have a child. Well, looking at that model, that's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> No, Matisse was very heterosexual, and he was married, and then he lived, when he divorced, he lived with his um, Russian, one of his Russian faithful models, who'd been his model since the 30s, and when he was really ill in later life, (laughs) shut up, (laughs) when he was ill later in life, and he was actually bedridden, she assisted him. You know these famous cutouts he did? Oh, We've got to mention the cutouts. But if you look up the blue, reclining blue, whatever. Nude. Uh, nude. You, you will probably get later on in his career. Um, they're, they're still pretty good, but they are wooden prints, aren't they? They're, they're not the painting we're looking no, at. No, 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 they're cutouts. They're cutouts. He literally... Oh, oh, here we go. No, no, I'm... Like a child at primary school, cut out the shapes. No way! Yeah, with the I assistance. I thought they were wooden prints. Woodblock prints, you mean? Yeah, I thought woodblock no. print. And they're very, why they're are they just so, literally cut yeah, out. Why are they so famous? They're some of his most famous works. These later from the, I think oh, they're from the probably 50s. Probably some guy took a lot of acid in the sixties, made it popular, um, and started a whole new genre where he put Marilyn Monroe on and pictures. Maybe I think it, was it goes back to your simplification thing. Ooh. I think it's very difficult Ooh, to, sim- to simplify <laughs> Scratching his a ear. human figure <laughs> yeah, into a yeah. few cut lines Ooh. and that, do it. Oh, I can understand And do that. it with such sensuality and such a sense of volume. They're just one colour paper, but they've got a sense of 3D, a no, volume. they've got two colour. Well, some of them are two colour. One colour would be shit. <laughs> one but, colour would be just white, wouldn't it? Oh, okay, yeah. Blue colors. nudes with a white background. Yeah, they are, they are... I, I, actually, I'm not series. that impressed with them. But uh, um, a lot of people think they are. So, you know. I've seen them on people's walls because they're very... They work well as prints. Yeah. And um, I've seen them on people's... And they really do have an, an effect when I you live with them. I don't think it hit my toilet. No, well... No. Not even I hope you're not door. too prejudiced. No. Um, but for I me, do like Matisse, but the latest. But anyway, one of the reasons he did the cutouts is he couldn't paint because he was ill in bed and he was um, basically dying. So he had to do the cutouts. Right, we've got one minute left. Oh my god! No, we haven't. Two. No. Three. Three minutes. Oh, three. That's all Jesus right. Jesus Christ! My, my sister, you know, she's got a masters in history of art, 
but can't read the time. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Right, we mentioned the influence of Goga, and we yeah. must remember we must mention the influence of Van Gogh as well, yeah. who we greatly admired. The Impressionist in general, that's the root of all this liberation, the colour liberation. Kicking off rebellious Fovey thing. Yeah. And now this is interesting because we Ooh. did an episode on Turner and we talked about Turner Ooh, being an early Impressionist. Get... Okay, yeah. Now this is yeah. a link which like you'll this. like. You'll like. No, I like this. Um, Matisse was advised to go to England and discover Turner and study no, Turner's work. really? Yeah. As, uh, now that, that's a big thing in those days, isn't it? Because wasn't there quite a degree of snobbery that you were the, you had to be at a Paris university or or college or an Italian one? Yeah. And there was a degree of snobbery, wasn't there, at, the, at that time? Or am I wrong? Well, I got yes, that, that feeling. This is when this is beginning to change. But historically, Italy and then France are the sort of centres of culture. So, so yeah, yeah an unusual thing to do. It's a fracture of the centres of culture. And guess who advised him to go? One of the great. Ma the great fathers of Impressionism. I'll give you three guests. Oh, so Impressionism, Monet, Manet, Renoir. The one that liked the snow. The snowy scenes. Sicily? No, he's off, I think he's often called the father of the Impressionism. Manet? Pizarro. Oh, I like Pizarro. Yeah. But I like his ones... We'll come to that. Actually, oh. I'm going to give you the punishment for not getting that. Yeah, I know. I should. I do like Pizarro. In fact, I'll take away two. I'm a big fan. I've got quite... It's not a popular one, but there's one where he's got these trees in a long line. And like the, an the, avenue. Oh, that was yeah. a famous... That was a popular no, but, thing. No, but it, this one wasn't the mainstream one. It's one where he's done it in really thick oil rather oh. than subtle. I, I, yeah, maybe we'll do one on that. Anyway, I Yeah, I'm I really taking away two of your stars and I'm chucking you out because it's time for the conclusion. Well, the conclusion's important, people. Right, so, kiss off then, Jamie. Um, and then there's no worries about running and over. And by the slightly. way, you didn't make me laugh and you didn't let me wet myself. Well, what's that puddle? That's the I'm dog. I'm now pouring his coffee <laughs> under a... Right, to sum oh, up, go. listeners... Oh, I'll see you later, Grandma. See you later, hey, Jamie. Maybe... Well, we've got to be very cautious. We've got a new load of virus coming out, but, you hey, know. Jamie, don't forget to take that other machine because it's broken. Oh, it's off. I'll do that Because he's so rude. Right, it's going to be a very quick summary. Because um, what I didn't mention was, the, was how Picasso had seen this work and was influenced by it. And Picasso's famous picture, Les Damoiselles d'Avignon, basically the prostitutes of the same year, but a little later, has the same characteristics the brutal, the primitive, the mask-like face, the slightly menacing and the tension. And one other, well, to end with this, um, this picture was actually burnt, not this actual original, but a, a replica of it was burnt in 1913 after it had been exhibited at the famous Armoury Show in New York, which is when modernism um, had its airing in, in America. Uh, and it was burnt as a symbol um, of how revolutionary this work w was uh, and uh, it caused a great stir. So although it's not a well-known painting, it's a painting with an interesting history. Right, see you next time, folks. Bye.